Well, hello there. Uh, I should be I should be streaming into your ears live from York in Yorkshire. Actually, it's not in Yorkshire technically, is it? It's it's because the change in unity authorities in the anyway. Um, episode one hundred and seventy seven. Everyone, it's <laughs> any of the new HS two Eastern leg options good? Uh, we're going to be talking about HS two. Um, in fact, we're going to be picking through three bits of HS2 stuff. Uh, we're going to be picking through the uh, firstly the government's response to the integrated rail plan. Uh, no. The government's response to the Transport Select Committee's report on the integrated rail plan for the North and the Midlands is a bit of a, it's a little bit of a mouthful. Anyway, that was on the 13th of July. On the 17th of July, uh, they published, uh, or the DFT published its um, HS2 to lead study terms of reference. We're going to pick through that, and then lastly, we will be looking at. Um, actually, you know what I need to get? I need to get my. Where's my whack? Get the whack em out. Uh, lastly, we will be looking at. Oh, it's, it's chaos on my desk. There's too much stuff going on. We will be looking at uh, this report by SLC Rail Four um, HS2 East. So that the last one is this one. This is the last one uh, by HS2 East, um, which is looking at jumping the gun and trying to do some alternative some, some alternative potential ways to deliver something that um uh that, that that might approximate what hs2's eastern leg was supposed to do uh is it any good who knows because we're gonna look at all three of these after a bit of news uh tonight's rail letter uh, everyone welcome to the show City 225 fades away, disappearing from our view. We start We start with some slightly shocking news from NCE. Um, uh, sorry, Gareth, that YouTube has been freezing for you. Not not me, Gareth, other Gareth. There are lots of Gareths who watch this show, as well as those who host it. Um, more than 500 network rail structures have not been examined in over five years. So, it, to some extent, some of this is part of the course. You, you, there's always a, a circle of, uh, or a cycle of structures that, that aren't looked at. But um, there's this. There is some worrying detail about a backlog. So there are about seventy thousand structures the network rail has to, to maintain and, and inspect, and um, there there are various. You know, some structures are, are, are examined more frequently than others, depending on their risk. Uh, kind of you know, what what risk they present to the railway. You know, things like age, materials used, uh, overall condition, location, approximate to other things. But there's, it's worth picking up. Go, go to go to NC, NCE's um, web, website and pick up this story and have a look um, to see what you can see uh, to pick out on this because there's, you know, the officer rail and road are are not happy with the, you know, and this has been true for a while, not happy at the rate, um, you know, for for multiple years, the, the the growth of the backlog in inspections. So, you know, network rail is just fundamentally on the back foot on this stuff, and it doesn't help when it's told to reduce headcount. You know, uh, and it's and it's just not focusing on what it's supposed to be doing. It's focusing on co- consist constant focus on reshuffles uh, and 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 this and that, and not fo- you know focusing on cost and efficiency rather than focusing on maximizing what it can deliver. Because if 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 you're if the aim of your game is just efficiency for efficiency's sake, that's no good. If the aim of your game is efficiency in order that you can catch up with a backlog, that starts making more sense. But if the efficiency is just so that you can 
spend less money, that doesn't necessarily make a huge amount of sense. Um, uh, it's also difficult to it's a difficult target to chase. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, you know, best of luck to the to the inspection teams. But you know, for example, I don't know why it's not something that's in house. I don't know why the contractor that that does all the inspections is not doesn't doesn't make any sense. It should just be an in house team that would save money. Uh, there are quite a few other things that that that, 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 that just don't make sense in the way that inspect instructional structural inspections are done. Um, yeah, let's see uh, a story to keep an eye on for that one. Um, another story that's interesting. Uh, Henry Mans for the FT has written an interesting column looking at uh, looking at some interesting data actually, and looking at. Um, Oh, I just got a phone call from Floodline. Presumably somewhere in York is about to flood. Um, anyway, uh, yes, looking at the fact that uh, there is... In fact, I can tell everyone, anyone in the York area, uh, is that the uh, the River Foss uh, has just had a flood alert issued. Not surprised. I was outside. There's a lot of water in it. Anyway, um, uh, Lynn Manfu saying efficiency that exists to save money. Sounds like a long way of saying cuts. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, cheap batteries are bad news. Basically, the, all, Henry's been doing some number crunching and has discovered that uh, actually it's not high quality batteries that are going pop and bursting into flames um, at an incredible rate. Uh, it's cheap import batteries. So make sure that the batteries you're using are of a high quality. Uh, you know, um, just make sure you source high quality good batteries. Don't don't get cheap batteries. Um, uh, Lindsay Broadwell, someone to pay attention to on, on, on this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of battery fires and pretty much all of them are are, are, are kind of third party batteries, not... Um, it's, it's a good column. It's a, it's a good piece. Go, go and have a read. Uh, there's a little thread. Henry did a thread on it as well. You can go and read. Um, uh, Portugal has introduced a, uh, a 49 euro monthly national rail pass, um, un- uh, allowing them unlimited travel on regional rail services from... Um, from yesterday, actually, from August the 1st. When is yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, August the 1st. It's exciting. Um, so, you know, more countries in- introducing big, you know, Klima ticket style passes. Excellent. Good stuff. Um, right, here we go. Here he is looking... Uh, I'm so excited to be introducing all of you to the new... Uh, my pro-car policies. Uh, there he is. That's that is an impersonation of an impersonation of uh, Rishi Sunak here. Uh, yeah, Sunak here uh, pleading with a spectator columnist. Just one, um, because he's gone full upset mode. This is John Stone made a very good point. The reason all this, this is a policy space that was created by Labour turning in on themselves over ultra low emission zones. Uh, create a policy space for for the Tories to swing in and say, well, they're flip-flopping on that. We're asserting ourselves as being pro-car. Um, uh, Sunak pleads with spectator columnist, yeah, because here he was tweeting, uh, he wrote a Telegraph article um, talking about freedom sat in Margaret Thatcher's old rover. This is his words. Uh, Earlier, I spoke to the Telegraph about how important cars are for families to live their lives. It's something anti-motorist Labour don't seem to get. Anyway, yeah, it's why I'm reviewing anti-car schemes across the country. Uh, yeah, there he is. Anyway, uh, good God. Good God at my wildly swinging back and forth um, uh, Sunak impersonation. Anyway, uh, yeah, because obviously he's now ordered this review of low-traffic neighbourhoods. Grant, Sh- uh, not Grant Shapps. Mark Harper swung in with with an even more stupid series of tweets about how he's massively pro car. I, I should have put them in there. They made me incredibly angry. In fact, I'm, I'm glad I didn't put them in here because they'd make they'd make all of you incredibly angry as well. Um, so yeah, all of this is just Sunak pleading to spectator columnists, but it is because Labour created a, a space for them to do this. 
if Labour had not created this space by having an in-battle after Uxbridge, um, then then we wouldn't necessarily have seen all this stuff coming out. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, Adam Bienkoff here pointing out that Rishi Sunak's literal family business, Infosys, boasts of its partnership with two of the top five integrated oil and gas companies, three of the top four oil field services providers, and five of the top ten upstream enterprises across the oil and gas landscape, as Rishi Sunak announced um, opening up all of these extra licenses for oil and gas extraction in the North Sea. Marvellous. Um, oh, right, okay, so so we're, we're going to park that. We're not going to dwell on that. It's kind of table stakes at this point. The government, This government is just shredding as much as it can, as quickly as it can. So, uh, very briefly, yeah, a bit of a content warning. Descriptions and images from rail crashes. I always put this content warning in because it's important to do so. Um, so this is following crashes uh, two years ago now um, in Montana, a uh, rail crash in Montana in the US. Uh, Ross Grutter's here, well worth a follow, um, union guy uh, with the railroads, um, uh, and this is kind of basically it's a situation where oh look investigators say poor track conditions uh, caused a derailment uh, it's very much like the, the class ones just reducing maintenance as much as they can um, in order to to maximize the profits oh funny that uh, yeah very different condition to the UK by the way like don't try and draw parallels between the US and UK railroads it doesn't make much sense they're two very fundamentally different systems the reason that we have lots of problems in the UK isn't because of private profit it just isn't it's because of government stupidity and attempting to pretend that the railways are private whereas in the u.s it's very much you have big railroad companies that are trying to make as much profit as they can whilst destroying everything don't 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 drop don't drop out i'm phoning me again i'm guessing because there's another bit of the foss now flooding question mark anyway maybe they've downgraded it anyway, uh, it's all good fun so right let's talk about small station architecture um Oh, Captain uh, Viridian is saying, I went to Portugal earlier this year and they're doing great things with their railroads. Oh, nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, good to know. Um, right, let's talk about Thanet. Um, uh, Michael C., are you here? Hello, Michael C. Uh, we might get a Thanet update uh, at some point soon. But it, uh, anyway, I I've got a couple of things to say about Thanet Parkway. Firstly, it's fine. We're talking about architecture. If you're wondering why this image, I normally make a point of framing and centering images and filling the screen with them. I've, I've, because someone did a tweet. I've gone and lost the original tweet, actually. But um, um, it's fine. There's Someone was saying there was moaning about the architecture. Now, yes, architecturally, I would describe, I would describe what we're seeing here as uh, back of a high street. Uh, it's, 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 it's not very good. And it's fine, architecturally, it's fine. But it's it's just that, it's fine. There's all this space here. What's this doing here? Um, this is, you know, it's... It, 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 it's The problem we have here is that this station has been seen as a station in isolation. This should be a community space. There should be community... There should be buildings here with, with a shop, the, you know, a coffee shop, or, the, you know, uh, at least a little independent shop stall. If we saw the railways as part of communities, then we would have a... a, a ideally, a, a low business rate, low lease cost, um, independent shop uh, kind of spot here. Instead, it's just, it's, it's sterile. It's It's missing... Yeah, these doors just sort of been in the side and this just expanse of this huge expanse again waste if you've created a tower do something with it now someone did a sketch i don't agree with this no i don't think it might look nice but i don't agree with it like yes i do agree with the idea of putting a clock tower in frankly like this clearly the you could put the you, you, this this just it, it do extend this up and do put a clock on it like that 
that would make some sense. Uh, it wouldn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be this snazzy thing. Um, it, it or snazzy. It doesn't have to be. We don't have to hark back and do pastiches of the past. It doesn't have to be this sort of faux Italianate stuff. We don't have to do that. Although I do agree with the fact that it's missing canopies on the uh, station platform because this is a bit. This is a bit bleak, as we'll point out in pictures. It doesn't have to be like we can. We can do modernist architecture. You know, it can be a, a contemporary bit of architecture. It doesn't have to hark to the past. But at a platform level, bus and train user Roger pointing out this is a bit. Firstly, this is, I'm not convinced about accessibility-wise, I'm not convinced this is the right thing to have done here because you've got a, a, a vertical barrier that someone who's uh, you know, partially sighted or blind could be following with their hand. I, I think this is actually a problem on a narrow, on what, what is, um, I know it's, this, this allegedly, this is 2.5 metres, which is compliant. This is compliant, 2.5 metres, apparently, right? That's compliant width. I would argue a couple of things. Firstly, that's the stat minimum in the standard. It's quite clear that the that 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 the effect of having this high barrier is to create the feeling of this being narrower than it actually is. Also, once you account for the tactiles and you've got the the the, the new kind of um, bright tactile paving, uh, and you've only got this little stretch left, this patch here, which is you know probably about a meter tops, you know twelve hundred mil maybe, for a wheelchair whizzing along there. Firstly, there's not enough space for two wheelchairs to pass. So, you know, 2.5 meters, a reminder, is the bare minimum standard. It's also, these are not great for wheelchairs, for the front wheels on a wheelchair. They're kind of not... So, I, I, yes, I, mm, multiple thoughts on this one. I think this is, like, we've done this for accessibility without actually consulting the beep necessarily because I would suggest that someone who's who would normally use this in a more open space would be able to hand follow or 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 follow their stick on the um you know be able to trace the the location of the wall on the side so again i'm not sure about this uh and this visually narrows the platform even further so you know it feels like a very narrow space it feels very confined it's not great urban realm design at the, at the platform level I think fundamentally, though, oh, excuse me, fundamentally, this is a problem with, I think, across the UK we've got at the moment, which is steady on Graham Harreth. Um, uh, yeah, this, uh, yeah, we cannot, you know, consultants who are given this work just don't seem capable of designing good small stations. And I think the issue Partly the issue is that there's not enough money available because the business case for these is always basically like, it has to be as cheap as possible rather than think about the community. So it's not thought of as community. They don't want the additional complexity of, of engaging with you know, the local community to incorporate this into being a community space because no author local authority wants to get involved because they don't have any money. You know, there's, there's, there's just this conflicting... Also, this fixation with galvanized steel is a bit horrifying because it's, you know, it's cheap, it's easy to maintain, fine... But again, you know, apparently this is an issue with the, the root asset manager not wanting to pick up anything particularly complicated. But look at all this clutter on the platform at, at the new Portway Park and Ride, another new station that opened uh, the last couple of weeks. This is a mess. Why is this not incorporated into the fence? Likewise, look, this, this, and I can moan about this because this is an arcadist design. Hopeless. Just awful. What is going on? My colleagues who worked on this. Sorry, folks, this is not a good station. We didn't do a good job here. We did a really bad job here, in fact. This is... We've met the brief, but we have not delivered a railway station. 
This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. And by the way, I know uh, those of you out there, Network Rail folk out there in the architecture team, uh, Anthony Dewar uh, and Frank in particular, literally laughing at this design. So Network Rail know this is bad. So it's not, you know, a lot of people pointing out it's not just consultants. The issue is, um, yes, there is not a good enough design brief. You know, costs are being, you know, the, the, the money is the, is, the, is the main driver. We don't, as I say, we don't need to make it stuff look, we don't need to do nasty looking pastiches. I don't think this, this, you know, the, the reason that this looks nice is partly because there's a lot of much better use of the space out in the, in the front, but we don't need to do pastiches to, to make stations look good. You know, we have got the hub station. You know, we did an episode on this, didn't we? Um, we've got the hub station here, which shows firstly that a clock is a prominent part of the design. Um, we can do better. You know, we have these options. As as Owen O'Neill saying, we small stations should not be. You know, one of the ways to make it more efficient is not to do a tendered individual design every time you have a new station. Have a dedicated team who leads on this. Even if you've got a dedicated team client side, so you have a new stations team in Network Rail, but you have a dedicated team that delivers small stations, and that they're not just doing new builds; that they also go back and reconfigure existing station, small stations. So the so they always have work. So they're not just doing new stations. So they're cutting their teeth on on existing stations as well. So they kind of you know therefore you justify the volume of work. And um, that's the way to do this. And you've got all these different options here. You've got a huge range of different options you could be using. Um, I know this is still a work in progress, but um, actually, Anthony and Frank, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, it'd be lovely to have you on to talk about where, where progress is at with these. Um, yeah, we talked about this back in episode 112, didn't we? Network Rail's modular design for small and medium stations. We want to see more of these, please. Absolutely. Um, uh, Lim Man Fu. Yes, exactly. Here it is. Um, anyway, very frustrating. Talking of Portway, Parkway, Parkway, Park, missed opportunity that it was, it's Portway Park and Ride is a rubbish station name. It clearly should be Portway Parkway. Anyway, um, as I've titled this, many men, many men, many men, 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 uh, there is, that's a hugely diverse team of people here. Uh, uh, there's a woman, uh, and that's it. That's, it's not, not very good, to be honest. Uh, crikey. Yeah. Do better. There's not not a very good diverse mixed team involved in delivering this station, clearly. Anyway, let's move on. Let's some happy news, which is that China, Costco Shipping Development, has um, launched an enormous electric container ship. It's happening, folks. This is good news. It's good to have... We, we, we can't get rid of container ships overnight, or maybe we shouldn't at all, because actually it's quite an efficient way of doing stuff. Is is Large logistics can be efficient, um, and efficiency reduces energy consumption, and that's good. But also... Um, and reduces costs for people. It's look, it's a, it's an electric boat. Very good. So that we're happy with that. Lots of batteries. Uh, it's more of this development to, to come, I'm sure. Um, some more good news, which is that the RR have rejected um, the proposal to reduce timetable finalization to 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 two months rather than three months ahead of service. So uh, that means that people can have access to advanced tickets a little bit further. But we should be aiming to match the, the the aviation industry with how early we open up tickets. But obviously, the challenge with that is is booking engineering works in advance. Anyway, so um, yeah, good. I'm, I'm pleased about this. This is this is good news. Let's hear about the latest about um, ticket office closures. Before that, I want to talk about Tourette's Hero, who has... Actually, I'm not going to talk about Tourette's Hero much. I'm just going to say Tourette's Hero. I think this graphic you've done is really ace. I like this. Um, about ticket office closures and the consultation. Um, about, yeah, if you want to write a quick response, then this is great. Um, uh, go in and, uh, yeah. Anyway, right, so... 
Uh, electrifying from the port store UK distribution centre is even better. Well, absolutely, yes. Um, quite. Um, uh, yeah, big ships use dregs of fuel. Uh, not very efficient and dirty, but yeah, exactly. We want we want nice electric boats. Anyway, I digress. Present and future. So ticket office is consistent, easy to sort of locate, source of information and assistance. Uh, and so obviously they get rid of it. Whether it's an emergency access failure or um, uh, hate crime, ticket office staff can be reached quickly. Yes, they can. Uh, not anymore. Uh, when assistance fails, as it often does, it really does, companions or other passengers can ask ticket office staff for help. Uh, no more. Rail travel is viable if imperfect means of travelling nationally for work and leisure for disabled people. Uh, get rid of ticket offices. Nope, it will become uh, a, an unfavoured choice. So it's a really nice graphic, this. I like that a lot. Thanks thanks very much, Tourette's Hero. Anyway, the latest news is that actually some good, some small sliver of good news, which is that the consultation has been extended. I think the response to that has been enormous. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite quite impressive i think how much response there's been I, I, there's going to be a horrible as in a very hostile response to the changes um government obviously ignore it anyway but um yes it's it's good to it's good that it's been delayed because we can they can collect more responses so get your t- responses to the consultation in as soon as you can another bit of good news uh new tube trains on their way look tfl's new tube trains okay the windows are a bit small uh I think that's for hashtag reasons but otherwise i, I quite like these i think they look great look at these, look at these funny little trains these tiny little trains, little toy trains riding around on the European Rail Network on their way uh, to eventually... Are they on their way to Vellum? Oh, no, maybe they, maybe they are. Are they on their way to Vellum? Or, um, uh, anyway, oh, no, they're on they're to Germany, actually, to the, the German test track, uh, Siemens' test track. Um, uh, and uh, they'll they'll reach here, the UK, London soon. It's a shame that the full project to actually deliver everything that these trains are supposed to unlock hasn't arrived, but anyway. Um, and... There is a last-minute bit of good news, fun news, which is that uh, TFW have launched a new interactive rail map uh, for rail travellers. Uh, and in true Blue Peter style, I'm going to bring it up because uh, here it is. You cannot see my mouse. Uh, actually, you know what I need to do? It's actually switch on my mouse because uh, we're going to be pointing at PDFs later. So let's capture the cursor. I've received like four missed calls from Floodline. I think their system's broken. Uh, look, Floodline, I'm not picking up. I'm, I'm recording. Anyway, look, look, it's the Aberystwyth train, uh, and it's on its way to, where is it? It's it's approaching, oh, it's 1920, it's approaching Cursus. Uh, very nice. It's, what's this train? It's, it's obviously it's late because of the Cameron line, but it shows it's yellow, so it's all the TFW rail services, but, crucially, it shows all the other services too. Look at this, look at this, it's great. It shows everything. Let's uh, go to York. What's happening in York right now? Uh, we've got, uh, uh, what's going on? We've got, there's not much actually, there's a, what's that? Uh, LNER service coming in uh, from the north and the south. Uh, that service is a, a TP. Oh, no, it's a northern service going that way. What about Colton Junction? Let's have a look what's happening at Colton Junction. Uh, actually, if I was stood at Colton Junction right now, there would be a Transpennine Express service from Saltburn to Manchester Airport uh, about to pass underneath. Um, so anyone who stood there right now would be able to see this. So, um, yes, you just don't get the colour for the, for the other talks. So they're all in grey, but TFW Rail... Uh, shows them in, uh, in in a variety of traffic light colours, depending on whether it's on time or not. It's nice, isn't it? It's quite good. Uh, that's a weird service. What is that? Llandudno to Manchester Airport. Oh, yeah, okay. I can, I can understand why that's doing that. Um, anyway, there you go. I like that. Very nice. Um, good fun. So, uh, nearly finished the news. Turkey gets a loan. Uh, UK government uh, loving rail elsewhere. Yeah, so Turkey's getting a loan for um, electric railway. And what's funny about this isn't so much they're getting a loan. Okay, whatever. What's funny um, is that uh, is the language they used in their in their um, 
uh, in the press release. In fact, you can see it just under my little Chiron down here, talking about like saving how many tons of year, tons of CO2 equivalent a year by electrifying the railway and that it's the best way to do it. And it's just like, oh, hypocrisy much. Again, table stakes. Um, right, and of course, the HS2 misery. We have to talk about the HS2 misery. Two things of misery. One of them is this thing, this, this suggestion that HS2's Houston station is going to be cut to seven platforms. Oh, maybe cut it to six and then deliver the five other platforms later on. I'm sure that was a plan previously. Hmm, I wonder. Oh, yeah, that's right. The pre-IRP. Oh, in fact, the pre-Okavi plan was that, for God's sake. Uh, and then, of course, the other thing was the fact that the IPA, the infrastructure, the infrastructure Planning Authority, something like that, Infrastructure Projects Authority, anyway, the IPA uh, rated HS2 as unachievable. To be fair, they rated a lot of other stuff as unachievable as well, including Crossrail in the past, uh, because, you know, it had serious problems. And I would agree, HS2 is in serious trouble at the moment. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but we, in fact, you know, let's talk a bit about it now by bringing up my large face. Hello, it's my large face. Of course it's unachievable. There's no plan. So I appeared on LBC speaking to Boris Johnson's sister um, uh, a couple of days ago and saying, look, of course it's under the... It's, it's part of... There is no plan. There's no plan for what this railway is for. Why Why can't we understand what Euston needs to look like? Because we've no idea what the service is supposed to be. Government refuses to go, this is what HS2 is going to be as part of a broader transport plan. They refuse to paint a picture of the future without railing it. You know, uh, or or with rail in it. Sorry, they refuse to paint a picture of the future with rail in it. They absolutely refuse to do so. Uh, can I post a link to that map? Uh, uh, good point. Uh, yes. Where was it? It was um, signal box TFW. There. There. Good. I'm about to do it now. Uh, it's about to be posted in the chat. Everyone, you'd be very pleased to know. Boom. There. So. Um, uh, Graham Harth, only seven platforms is extracting the urine. Yeah, well, indeed. Yeah, quite. Um, yes, it is. Jamie Potts, you are correct. It's not... It is a concerted effort to sabotage HS2 rather than just Costco. Yeah, this is about destroying it. It's about destroying the project. That's the whole point. It's to wreck it. Um, uh, yes. Anyway. Uh, talking of which, let's miniaturize my face. Put me up in the top corner. Hello, everyone. And talk about... Um, talk about HS2. So... HS2. Here's the pre-IRP HS2. So here we are. This is this is pre-IRP, um, and then obviously uh, we have the um, the current uh, proposals. Current proposals, which are um, smaller. You know, we have there's oh, there's the alleged discussion of a of 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 the spur here, but that's just entirely up in the air. Um, this. The, the Goldborn link is 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 that's gone as well. Um, uh, the, so currently, the, there's just this bit here. What else have they got rid of? They've got rid of the bit that connects up to the West Coast Main Line here. So Hansacre, that's been got rid of entirely. Um, just, just, just a series of very mind blowing things. Uh, yeah, Harper is very angry. He wasn't around to cancel it, to just entirely cancel it previously. Um, you know, we, this is not. Uh, I, I'm not. HS2 is not perfect. I'm not going to sit here and say HS2 is a perfect project. And, and in fact, you know, I've pointed out several ways in which I think the, the, even the pre-IRP proposals are, are, are not not great and, and could be improved and, and we've had a lack of vision. But um, let's talk about the Eastern Leg. Let's talk about the options for the Eastern Leg. In fact, though, before we even do that, let us talk about the government's response to the Transport Select Committee's response to the Integrated Rail Plan, which itself was a response to a series of other crap, the response to the National Infrastructure Commission's report, which, and so on and so on and so on. Let us have a look at this report, shall we? You can see my mouse, everyone. Uh, good. Right. 
So, uh, da, 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 da. let's have a look. So, in italics are the recommendations, and government has made its statements under these. So, this first one is on the Goldborn link and say, you know, bring back the Goldborn link, basically, or you need to publish alternative plans as quickly as possible, uh, as a minimum by March 2023. Government accepts the rationale for this recommendation, although the work required will take longer than the suggested time frame. Okay, fine. Government set out its rationale for moving Goldborn link in a written mysterious statement. Uh, yeah, no, you didn't. It was obviously electioneering by Boris to win over the chair of the 1922 committee. Let's not pretend it was anything other than a direct bit of politicking. Anyway, um, sensitive findings of the Union Collective to Review. As lots of people said, the Union Collective to Review, very good. It gave an opportunity to cut a thing and replace it with nothing. It has been cancelled. Um, anyway, so... Ugh. It's saying, the government's saying, oh, it's not being cancelled. It's like, is anyone working on the design for it now? Because if they aren't, it's been cancelled. Um, government remains committed to looking at alternatives to the Goldborn link. Those alternatives including not building it, of course. Um, safeguarding along the link will be maintained. Fine. Um, okay, right. So next one. Take out changes of plan for the to Eastern leg and to inform current and future decision-making. DFT should publish updated BCRs. Government accepts the rationale for this recommendation. Um, it will continue to provide updated economic assessments of HS2 at key decision points for the program, as has been done to date. Um, it's going to provide a, an updated economic assessment for the entire committed HS2 project. And that's it. They're not going to look at... Um, yeah, so for B, the previous full proposal for the eastern leg of HS2 Phase 2B, the government notes that the integrated rail plan provided an updated economic assessment for this, including assessment of wider benefits but does not intend to provide a proportionate economic assessment alongside other options considered in the HS2 to lead study, which we're about to talk about. Oh. So what they're saying is, oh yeah, we see that you you wanted us to look at the, the, the updated benefit-cost ratio for the previous plans so that they could be fairly compared. We're not going to do that. Brilliant. Thank you, government. So there's loads of just absolute gibberish in here, which we can just ignore. Um, uh, Leveling up. You know, da, 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 da. Uh, the case, the evidence base for the RP must be reconsidered in light of these leveling up aims. If there's a once in a generation investment in rail, is not to be a missed opportunity. Uh, and then there's a load of like, yeah, but we're building this, isn't it wonderful? For HS2, there's no change to proposed outputs on the western leg. Uh, it's not actually entirely true, but anyway, for South Yorkshire, the IRP outputs for connectivity and capacity southwards are essentially unchanged. This is absolute horseshit. Um, for the East Midlands, they are markedly better. Again, absolute horseshit because they're no they're no longer north south. There's just a south facing London facing link. Do not. I know some people are like, oh, the original plans were, were no good. The hub was the better plan. The East Midlands has a separate, a a a, a, a rather spread out population base that is better served by a hub station, as is the case for lots of high speed lines everywhere across Europe. Hub station served by improved regional connectivity. Uh, multiple stations with multiple fanning uh, services is just not the right solution, and it's a real pig, and it's not north-facing. So that connectivity taking the East Midlands up to, you know, Yorkshire, Leeds, the northeast, it disappears. You've lost that connectivity. You know, they've lost that connectivity up to Scotland. Um, rubbish. Absolute rubbish. So that's just a lie, an outright lie, as I addressed in the IRP, when, uh, in the TSC, sorry, when I was uh, speaking to them and giving them evidence. Um, to talk about journey times, capacity substantially better under the, than under the original HS2 Eastern Lake plant. Nope, that's not true. Again, capacity, they're just making the same lie that misses the point. It's about existing line capacity that's being obliterated by the uh, the IRP proposals. 
Um, compared to today, there'll be significant increased capacity. No, there won't. As I've pointed out, you are reducing the capacity on that line. Um, anyway, uh, for NPR, the IRP proposes like the same fundamental service pattern. Again, for the high-speed trains, not unlocking capacity. This is the problem with not outlining what the existing network capacity release would have looked like because now no one cares. The government isn't paying attention to that, doesn't care. They're not talking about the potential for services that could have been running along there. Um, so just, yeah, also, you know, lots of other waffle. Uh, so it's a load of gibberish, basically. Um, it's probably one of the last mentions of levelling up that government will make, uh, this government will make, uh, which is quite something. Um so they're saying, oh, uh, there are some stuff that was published after the IRP, so we couldn't do that analysis, except they said they'd done that analysis, except they also said in the report they hadn't done the analysis. Oh, God, what a mess. Um, yes, it's not once in a generation, it's once in a century. Absolutely, Owen O'Neill, you're, you're spot on. Um, I, I'm not necessarily going to go through all these, but you get the general theme. Government is basically kind of lying. Um we ask government to commit to supporting the redevelopment of the lead station. Government accepts the recommendations subject to future conclusions in HS2 to lead study. That means nothing. Um, it, government must conduct its study on how best to take leads to, HS2 to leads uh, urgently. It's okay, fine. They're, they're, that's the report. We're going to be looking look at the terms of reference for them in a minute. Government should reconsider the case for development of a new station in Bradford. Yada, yada. Government accepts this recommendation. Government recognises the impact the rail improvements could have in helping Bradford to level up. RP committed to improving journey times as low as 12 minutes between Bradford and Leeds, part of its core pipeline. Government currently stands by the conclusions of IRP on Bradford. Okay, so basically downscoping Bradford and cutting Bradford out of the plans. Um, but they are saying they're going to reassess the evidence for better connecting Bradford and the case for a new station will now form part of the NPR development program. So the team, which uh, incidentally I was briefly working on, shout out to the team, um, uh, looking at this stuff. That's it. All your plans ripped up again. Back to grip two again to look at this again. Bloody hell. Anyway, there's more wasted time. Uh, they should have just stuck to the original plan, aim for the forty billion, deliver it. You know when when it could be delivered, deliver it. Stage the work anyway. I'm not going to go through the rest. You get the general feeling of it all. It's 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 very similar level. You can go and download this off the TS the Transport Select Committee website. It's all just painfully clear. Um, that 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 they just you know uh, just neglect is is how I describe it. So, um, what. What else can we learn from that? Well, let's have a look now at the terms of reference to for that HS2 to lead study that they're referring to. So, uh, again, you can find the terms of reference online. It's just, it's just an HTML page. It's not a it's not a PDF at this point. It's just the terms of reference. Key things that we're picking out are, are here, though. Uh, I want to kind of pick pick these. Um, Jamie Potts, I agree with you about leveling up. It's an incredibly patronizing term. Um so here is the scope again it's going to deliver by, it's going to, this is going to be delivered by the the npr development team so it's the same team doing all the npr development technical work be led by network rail yes uh support where needed from hs2 limited fine 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 so it's going to be looking at the different an assessment of different options for hs2 services to leads following on from work done on the strategic alternatives to decent life for the integrated rail plan Ugh. uh development and assessment of infrastructure solutions at leads uh, and the surrounding area to enable HS2 services, interfacing the work and development uh, to support the services it leads committed to in this greater plan, fine. And then safeguarding impacts, including the current eastern leg and any future proofing required. Yeah, so looking at what, what needs to be done in terms of safeguarding guarding any proposed route. Um, so critically, these are the options. There's, there's, what's this? One, 
two, three, four, five options. Let's talk about these options. So option one is extension of HS2 Nottingham services via Newark and the East Coast mainline route. So I have created a little map here to show what that proposal looks like. So that is a the 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 the, the kind of the the bastardized spur uh, going up to Eastmid. This part actually, it's, it's kind of more like more like kind of this. The bastardized spur going up to East Midlands Parkway. Um, there's going to be then the spur. Oh, actually, it's using the existing route there to um, to Derby. Then kind of using the existing railway into Nottingham. And then, like, an existing railway slash new railway bit going up onto the East Coast Mainline north of Newark, and then just using the East Coast Mainline uh, to, you know, there's, there's the East Coast Mainline, just basically using the East Coast Mainline to go up to York and, and beyond, and also to get to Leeds. Leeds bit is, where is it? Leeds bit is... Uh... It's this bit, isn't it? It goes like this. Uh, this, this, the, 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 the leads bit, I think, isn't it? Uh, yes. Um, so that's, that's, so, so that means that possibly even for this bit, but certainly from here upwards, that means uh, less capacity. Less capacity on the existing, on the existing network. Capacity. Um, because that means you're running long distance services on the existing rail network so you're losing capacity on the on the on, on the east coast mainline there so that's that's option 1 um less capacity uh it involves you know again that means that derby is completely excluded from that sheffield totally excluded um it, it's it's not not very good i i don't think it's a very good proposal uh, at all it misses the point and again it's quite so so <laughs> It's increasing journey times because you're not getting your full high-speed uh, route. So you're, you're increasing journey times, which means that rail is less competitive. It's it's not it's not good. It's not good. So that's option one. Let's jump back now. What's option two? Uh, via Sheffield. So this is Spurtis Midlands Parkway. Then you get the Nottingham bit. Then up to Derby and basically just following the middle of mainline uh, up to Sheffield. That's basically what it's saying. So using the existing route, so so you get a new f fast fast high speed bit up to Eastmidlands Parkway, and then existing railway up to Sheffield. Um, what was it saying? It's saying I've never heard of the extension of HST services from Sheffield, and then basically following the existing, I presume, uh, which route will it? It's probably yeah. It's probably doing this and then this and then this uh, to Leeds and then likewise up to to there. So uh, again. That's just an enormous amount of uh, lost capacity, less capacity. There we go. So reducing capacity on the existing network again. Um, so um, move. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a good point. Uh, Rishi Sunak can't do very much at all about LTNs and other anti-car stuff because uh, most of that's council-based so he doesn't actually have the powers he's pretending he does. So that's uh, that's option two is via Sheffield. Let us look at option three. Option three is via Manchester. Now this is a real pig. So this is um, that you just use whatever the NPR proposals are, which are by the way just basically uh, TRU plus plus, which is where you go from here here into Leeds, 
and then following the main line out to York. There we are. Um, that's that's it. That's that's it. So that means not only are you reducing capacity for the fast services on this route and on HS2 from Manchester southwards, because now you're essentially doubling up the loading of the trains. The whole point of this split was the whole point of the original split was that you was the, of the why was that you had. You know that basically you you um, from from Brum northwards you 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 did you kind of split the you, know, you didn't have to run as intensive a service on these two sides or or rather you know the 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 loadings would be split before you get down to to the kind of the really high intensity section between Birmingham and, and London. So the whole point was that this this the, the the Birmingham London bit is like super intensive and then these two bits are less intensive. If you're running everything down from Manchester crew and through Manchester crew and Birmingham, that has to get even more intensive. Also, another thing you'll note. Um, what's happening about the East Midlands? What's happening about Sheffield? What's happening about the connectivity through Yorkshire into the East Midlands and to the West Midlands? What's happening with this? Nothing. Just completely omitted. So this is option three. Um, no, which is just horrible. Um, just, just absolutely hopeless. Um, so oh, also some of these are looking at like they they're building out. Um. Yes, yeah, some of them are looking at building a kind of a bit of new line into Leeds. So there's like a bit of the HS2 plan into Leeds will be replicated, um, which is funny because it's the bit that I never particularly liked anyway. Uh, so that they are doing that bit, the T, which I can understand as, as, a, as a cheap compromise, but it's still not ideal. So what about four? Four is, well, it's kind of similar. So it's, it's uh, as, as has kind of previously been discussed, you go to East Midlands Parkway, uh, you've got the bit to Derby, the bit to Nottingham, and then you get the bit going up the old road um, into, I think, possibly using some of this to get into Sheffield and then, like, also continuing on and going up to Leeds and then also doing something to get to... I'm uh, probably just doing this to get up to York. Um, again, rubbish. Because it's all... Apart from this bit, this this bit, which is new, and, like, maybe a bit up here that's new... This is all existing rail network, so it's more reduction of capacity of, of service for, for existing services and, and, and any future new services on the existing network. So, just, ugh. Um, so that's option four. What's option five, though? Oh, yeah, it's the full eastern leg. Now, option five, so broadly, they say broadly, so I have a suspicion that they would continue to use East Midlands Parkway. I don't agree with East Midlands Parkway because it, it's not... In a way, you could argue that East Midlands Parkway is a better option because it, it, it's closer to Leicester. And so it's a better, it's a fairer connection between Leicester and Derby and, and Nottingham. So, so you could perhaps say that's a better option, um, East Midlands Parkway, as, as, a, as an East Midlands station. I'm willing to sort of... Okay, I prefer Toten because it was happening between Derby and Nottingham and Leicester could be served differently. But maybe East Midlands Parkway becomes the East Midlands hub station for the future. Fine. Then you go basically following the the, the previous route, which was uh, not like that, actually. It was like uh, up to Leeds and then and then obviously the, the bit going up to York and fine. Um, with, with a bit that goes like that because it, the plans are a bit stupid. Um so okay fine the good thing about this is is it's new you know as we discussed new infrastructure so you get the capacity relief that's the point of hs2 is capacity relief on the existing network um 
so uh, yes and there might be some as others are pointing out that air, the airwash valley valley is is not hugely busy you could potentially do something along there but it's quite restrictive in, in terms of route also it takes you it kind of hems you in in terms of what you do around sheffield and, and and kind of coming through there it's not it's not as clean i will show you what i think the final my, the final high-speed rail network should look like in a future rail matter you know what's the ideal what is the ideal high-speed rail network for the uk we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually we'll, we'll look at that um it's a fun episode that we have to really spend some nice time and, and get right and hopefully if bentley accept my request to give me a free um, micro station license i'll be able to able to actually show you in cad rather than in google earth because that'll make my life and your lives um a lot easier as well so those are the, this is option five is 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 restore the eastern leg as previously proposed which was a, a messy compromise but it it, it it delivered the capacity release and the journey times that i label that modal shift so that's with with quarter of an hour left that's the uh the sort of proposal let's now talk about what hs2 east partnership have come up with um this is HS2 East. HS2 East is kind of like just a collection of local, of local authorities and combined authorities, uh, largely administered by Leeds City Council. Hello, everyone at Leeds City Council. Hello, hello. I'm going to look through your report. Um, so let's have a look at what this report says. I'm conscious that SLC are kind of like a low-level competitor to me and my various um, consultancy guises. But um, let's see. So, so, but, but SLC, I, you know, I, I, this is... This is not me just dissing you. Let's let's see what you've got to say. I've, I've not actually read through this report in detail, although I know what its general outcomes are. So let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a look through this report. So, um, so they're going to talk about the, the problem definition. Um, just before we do that, though, I just want to, like, Control-F, released capacity. No, no, no measure of it. Okay. Capacity. Okay. Capacity mentioned a, a fair bit. Fine. Um, right. Yeah. I, my implication here is I don't think SLC Rail have understood or looked at release capacity in any way. So if I look for the word release, release, uh, two mentions. Uh, release of a site for development and to release capacity on the East Coast mainline, the phase reopening of the mothball leaves sunlight and it's related to the Leem side line up, up in the north. So it's nothing to do with the rest of the network. I don't... I, I'm going to give them... We're going to have a proper look through. I'm not convinced SLC have had a look at the broader picture in terms of what uh, capacity release. But let's have a look there. So problem definition. So problem definition... Uh, methodology, upgrade costs, so they do some costing, which I won't dwell on in the report because there's a graphic that they do later. Uh, service development options, fine. Issues common to options, fine. So north end of Sheffield Station is a key constraint. Leeds Station capacity, a key constraint. Um, impact of H2 East on Midland Mainline services, yes, obviously. So, right, let us get stuck in. So there's an executive summary, which we're going to ignore because we always do ignore the executive summary because it's not what we need to look at. So background, this is the IRP. Um, potential Gentile benefits delivered by scheme. Fine. Connectivity gap north of Sheffield. There's the gap there. 
They're kind of just talking about the, the north of Sheffield gap. Fine. The brief. The overarching aim of this study is to identify a solution to increase capacity and connectivity between Birmingham, the East Midlands, and Sheffield, Leeds, York, and the North East together with high-level indicative costs for the upgrades. In particular, the work will reflect impact of IRP on journeys from the West Midlands to the North East corridor. The aspirations of MPR to improve journeys between Sheffield and Leeds, which critically are not included within the IRP recommendations. Absolutely. The impact of HS2 services on the existing main, middle and mainline services. So there, that, that's slight release capacity relationship. I'm not in full screen mode, am I? There we are. That's a slight hinting at release capacity connectivity but um hmm uh it's just yeah i don't know i am so here's the existing long distance services fine um just looking at what 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 those services currently look like fine 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 services that appear as dotted lines are those that have not been fully reinstated post-covid yeah it's worth pointing out uh several missing services there that you'll all see that don't run post-covid uh, anyway well it's not no it's such a thing as post-covid you know what i mean so, weaknesses, connectivity gaps, fine. Poor frequency from Birmingham to Leeds. Um, the differential in journey times between the, the, the routing of uh, cross-country services between Leeds and Doncaster, via, Donca uh, via Leeds and via Doncaster. Always get the via Doncaster one, unless you're going to Leeds, because the via Leeds one is so slow and it just feels like it takes ages. Uh, poor frequency of fast services between Sheffield and Leeds. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and they're not fast at all. Fine. Certainly those are problems. Um, so they're using generalized journey time here. So fine. The trouble is, this looks like a suspiciously looks like a focus on generalized journey time, um, but it's not looking at generalized journey time from small station through the main connection and then onto another small station. It's just looking at center to center generalized journey time, which is a shortcoming of any analysis. Secondary objectives to increase seat capacity, but that's just increasing seat capacity on these major hub connections. This is the shortcoming in this report. This is this is this is the shortcoming in this report. Fundamental shortcoming, as with so many analysis of anything to do with HS2, it's, it omits understanding the whole point of, of what HS2 is for, which is alleviating uh, constraint capacity in the existing network to allow more suburban services. Which is so, and this area particularly is absolutely critical. Um, so. Okay, so the previous studies, referring to the previous studies done. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Similar ground. Of, of, uh, and bear in mind, this isn't necessarily a, critical, a, a criticism of SLC. They had a brief. They've delivered to that brief. But the problem with HS2 East's specif uh, specification here, their, their brief, is that they've not talked about understanding release capacity. They've, they've not told SLC to look at release capacity, although SLC should really have, you know, consultants, we're not, we're not just, the whole point of consultancy is that we don't just do the job we're paid for. We do a bit more than that. Uh, and we do we do the hard thinking that the client can't afford to do. Um, root section analysis, infrastructure analysis, service pattern analysis. Okay, I'm just working my way through. Let's have a look. So there's they're showing various routes. They've got you know if I, I zoom in, you can see this is the this is the HS2 NPR proposal. So these Midlands Parkway. There's the the route up to Piccadilly and the horrible, stupid, disgusting triangle mess they're making at Piccadilly. Going up to Leeds, that's the, the there, ignoring Bradford, of course. Bradford is uh, ignored entirely. And then just looking at all the other bits and pieces here. So, you know, northern stuff, cross-country, cross-country, cross-mainline, all the other bits of bits of service. And these black lines are these route upgrade options that are going to be considered. So there's the Nottingham to Newark one, which we've heard that, 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 that the government are actually considering as well. Airwash Valley... Uh, old road around the back of Sheffield there. There's just, just various kind of options being put forward. Um, that's some of the HS2's routing up there. 
uh, as well as various kind of alternatives up here. So there's, there's bits and pieces going on. There's some some old former railways they're even looking at, at thinking about there. So there's 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 some that's kind of discussing what the model what their area study area is. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Fine. So. And here we get into the kind of okay. There's the various kind of sections. This kind of the way they're doing the modeling. Fine, fine, fine. This is all kind of very detailed infrastructure analysis. So they're looking at the different patterns. But again, look, there's this Atkins strategic alternatives report produced for DFT ages ago. Um, as part of the evidence base for RP, it gives us a future East Coast mainline service pattern following proposed RP upgrade of that route. Again, sacrificing local services, sacrificing all of the connections to. Um, uh, all, all, you know, sacrificing trains through Grantham, uh, sacrificing trains through Newark, lots of sacrificing of services, you know, making the service worse for local stations. That's what it's all about. That's what the IRP was all about. Missing the point spectacularly. So, okay, so they're defining route sections. Uh, they look at upgrade costs. Okay, we're going to just skip through costs. So service development options. Um, so, okay, we kind of forget costs. Okay, so that... That's kind of okay. Again, what we're right. Uh, issues common to options. Yes. Well, we know that we've got North End of Sheffield. We know that stuff. Fine. Lead station capacity. Fine. Um, uh, yes. It's all this discussion about the long distance services, but very little, if any. Okay. So impact on middle mainline services. But even in this, the discussion is. Um, existing the impact on the existing intercity services where is the consideration of the the, the, the of the suburban services of the, the the rural the local services even some of the regional services kind of the the regional stopping services it's just it, it's it's lacking it's severely lacking so this is this is not i'm sorry this report doesn't doesn't cut it i know there's a lot of people got very excited about this in hs2 east partnership i i, I am just this is not it's not cutting it it's not it's not going into the detail that it, it needs to it's you can't you can't do an analysis to justify some of this and, and yes some of this stuff you, you could say could be harnessed better you know it doesn't mean that all the analysis is duff you could still you might still come out with some similar proposals but uh, any analysis that excludes looking at the existing real net, the existing services and, and an expansion of those existing services the suburban networks any expansion that ignores the suburban networks particularly is is an incomplete analysis um yeah there's a lot of people saying well the assumption is that all that intermediate connectivity is just going to be delivered by cars yeah we've seen how that goes badly because it's the suburban services that are the ones that we need to be massively increasing because those are the ones that get people out of their cars to emulate london to emulate the transport success of london you need to have suburban rail networks you need to have suburban high capacity networks of which there are railway networks in each of these cities that you could be relying on but to do that you need to stop mixing those railway lines with long distance services and this doesn't appear to this report doesn't appear to look at that at all in any way whatsoever so there's loads of detail here that you can go go and download. You can go and find it, dig through. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of it. Let's flip back to the to the point. So this report, you know, it's it's kind of the similar. Its options that it's looking at are pretty similar to those uh, to kind of talked about in the in the previous. So it's, you know, there's 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 um there's, there's just very quickly look at the options. So there is uh, let's see. We've got delivering the missing gap. So they're talking about these two options here, which is 
plugging the gap between Sheffield and Leeds. Um, it's kind of using the HS2 alignment mostly, apart from this bit. They're kind of jumping off the alignment here. Uh, or a classic network upgrade. And then most of the rest of it is classic classic network. So that's fine. 2A, 2B, whatever. 2C, 2D, incremented with the Airwash Valley. So you can see Airwash Valley, uh, HS2 alignment or non-HS2 alignment. So that's the increments. So that's including an upgrade on the Airwash Valley from Eastman's Interchange. That's so showing the kind of that thing. So you can see this report has been written very much in the idea of like complementing what government says because then maybe everyone will feel all happy and, and magical. But yeah, I'm sorry problems uh, and this is showing dodging sheffield center um um to avoid expend significant expenditure at the north end northern end of sheffield you can't avoid that expenditure or you do avoid that expenditure by sending the high-speed services through meadow hall hmm. and then instead have a very good s-band network it's a done thing in lots of parts of the world s-band network combined with hub stations they work um uh, and then via newark there's this this little sort of kind of the that's existing railway really that they're showing there actually uh, possibly with slight upgrades to existing infrastructure i guess that's what government's going to propose as well so you see there's very lots of parallels between this and and the government and then they talk also about leapside line which is to be honest, to, to my mind is a is, is a weirdly outside of scope and ought not to be included in here it doesn't make any sense so uh so they're proposing kind of all the same stuff that causes all the same problems which is um worse local and urban services that's what's being proposed here worse local and urban services that's the whole point um just just absolutely hopeless really not good um oh lots of chat yeah do send in the all right okay chuck your questions in and i'll answer them after the next uh, after the after the usual bits and pieces so uh, the last thing to say about this before I, I'm, I'm closing in on the end of time very rapidly it's two things firstly costs so they're saying that the eastern leg would originally would have or kind of in today's money would now cost the original eastern leg would cost 31.8 billion and they're saying that their proposals uh, 15.2 plus uh, 8.2 so these two together um, gives you a saving of well, whatever that is you know that's 8.2 that's 15.4 uh, 23.4 so that's uh, so that's brackets 23.4 which gives you a 7.4 billion saving big whoop that's nothing what is being lost what is being lost an enormous amount is being lost I know this is saying well this is all you're going to get you're not going to get anything no if we're just talking about a trivial 7.4 billion pound saving do the full plan anyway um, I can understand why this has happened and this isn't I'm not being too I uh, not really angry. I'm not really pointing my anger at HS2 East. I, I understand why they're doing this politically, but it just it, it, it's a swing and a miss in terms of what it actually provides. This doesn't provide the benefits that that Eastern Lake provided. The whole point is that you don't have that mixture. We're creating an even more complicated railway network than we had before. The whole point is to decomplicate our network to make the comp rail network less complicated. Um, and the whole point of this is that you get this phasing. So. They're talking about like you know okay so you the, the, you get the electrification in the mid twenty thirties which is just so unambitious um, uh, that's included within the IRP fine whatever uh, late twenty thirty early twenty forties you get the the lead bit cost four point one billion great and then weirdly also costing four point one billion uh, is that actually right or is it a typo 
Yeah, 8.2. 8.2. Yeah, uh, another 4.1 billion. If I was a consultant, I would actively seek to just... I'd make one of those 4. Uh, I'd make one of those 4.0 and one of them 4.2, because otherwise it looks like a typo. You've got to do clever things like that as a consultant, because that's too weird a coincidence. i definitely tweak the dial to change the spreadsheet and make sure those numbers were different. Anyway, uh, the Nottingham Newark upgrade thing. Also, Leamside in here. It's just weird to include Leamside. It's just a different thing um so that's just saying that by the late 2040s so by by the middle of the century you might get what the eastern leg would have delivered except that you don't you get a lot less than the eastern leg delivered which is indicative to me of why you deliver the eastern leg because you get so much more so much more quickly it just really this emphasizes why the eastern leg is so much better oh anyway right um i'm gonna get rid of my face and and say everyone um <laughs> i don't have a closing remark uh, I don't have a closing remark. I'll answer some questions at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat irate. So, audio only. Thank you for listening to this in audio only format. Thanks to the 167 people listening to this live as well. Good grief. Um, Patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis for the, for, to support this happening more and, and Gareth Dennis UK slash Discord for the chat to continue on and on and on. Um, uh, GarethDennis.co.uk slash merch. I need to round up the money spent on uh, the uh, transport uh, tea uh, and then send that money to LGBTQ, no, to York LGBT Forum. Um, I will post that on the Twitter account. I'll go follow Twitter, the, the Rail Night Twitter account if you don't already. Um, PayPal.me slash Gareth Dennis for loose change and abuse. Next week, um, it's an interesting one actually. Episode 178 How do you build a modern train simulator game with Joseph Rogers and Matt Pedelson? Pedelson, sorry, uh, from Dovetail Games are joining us. That should be fun. Joseph and Roger, uh, Joseph and Matt, Joseph and Roger, Joseph and Matt joining us to talk about train simulators. They, they, uh, how, how, how do these work? How do modern train simulators work? I'm interested. We're going to find out. I, I asked lots of questions about the, the, how, how you do the kind of the infrastructure as well, because obviously, you know, it's easy to design it, to make a train simulator. Well, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about that, but this should be fun. Train sim, uh, chat. That should be interesting. Also talking about simulators, um, in a matter of one hour, you can join me returning to Amphitros, uh, where we're going to be building a new railway station for Thapst. Uh, if that means nothing to you, then I'm, I can't help you. But if you are interested by all of the words I just said, then come and join me in an hour, where we are going to uh, be doing some station construction and uh, arguably getting close to finishing the upgrade of the East Coast mainline, which is very, very exciting. Um, yes, indeed. Everyone, oh my goodness me. Uh, hello, that was, I managed to have that just about in an hour. Uh, uh, unhappy Scurry, Unhappy Scurry, is uh, Unhappy Scurl, um, forgive me. Uh, have you seen the All Ireland, uh, All Island Irish Rail Review? Yes, I have. It will be a future episode. I've pestered, I'm pestering someone to join me in the chat, f- uh, join me in chat, join me for an episode to talk through that because I think we need, we need to have uh, some Irish representation. Um, actually, there are other other Irish rail nerd Deirdre, if you're listening, uh, there are other Irish rail nerds out there who might want to join and, and, and talk about that one as well. Um, Gareth is saying the person that measured the height of Mount Everest calculated twenty eight thousand feet exactly, but published twenty eight thousand and two to make it not uh, not look like an estimation. Yes, uh, numbers are uh, there to be played with. Anyway. Um, the Shin uh, branding has been very effective. If Curzon Street was called Birmingham Express, it might look odd that there's no Sheffield Leeds Express. Well, indeed, yeah. Um, anyway, there's lots of discussion going on here. There's lots of people saying, oh, you know, um, yeah, lot, lots of lots and lots of... There's, there's all sorts of discussion going on. Uh, I think I might park it there. Um, the, the All-Ireland... Uh, 
Ina is saying uh, the All Island Irish Rail Review is seriously hating on Omar and S- Enniskillen. Oh yeah, crikey. Okay, yeah. This is why this is why I need the representation. I I cannot I cannot satisfyingly go through that document. I need I need a friend. There, there was someone who tweeted about it online. I want to grab, but feel free if you know them, pester them, and then, and then we can make it happen. Anyway, right. Enough of me waffling. Everyone, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will see you next week, uh, or I will see you in an hour. In any case, <laughs> cheerio, cheerio.